Welcome to another episode of Lombardi's Legends Podcast. This is Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. Uh, We had a week off, uh, but I got to tell you, Dane, even though it was a lot of fun to watch the Vikings lose another game last week, I I don't really enjoy bye weeks that much. Uh, And so I'm getting pretty jacked up to get some Packers football back this weekend. Oh, me too. And Wags, what a treat this is. We're watching, I mean, two of the greatest quarterbacks, not only of their generation, but to ever play the game. Uh, you know, Brady versus the great Aaron Rodgers. Um, just, just, you don't get many of these. You know, you think back to, uh, the Brady Manning era. Uh, we've seen Rodgers and Brady play each other before, but I mean, these are the kinds of games, Wags, where you and I are going to be in the nursing home someday and be like, we watched Rodgers versus Brady. I mean, they really are two gridiron greats. So, I mean, what an opportunity and what just a great moment uh, for football. And I'm really hoping that we can go down there to Tampa and bring home a victory. Absolutely. And, you know, don't believe Brady when he said he just wants revenge on Rogers on the golf course. Uh, he, he wants to win this game. There's more than anything. Uh, there's nothing else we know about Tom Brady is not only one of the great quarterbacks of all time, one of the great athletic competitors of all time. Uh, so it, it, you are absolutely correct. It's amazing that they haven't had the opportunity to face off more than they have. But then again, um, Brady spent most of his career, uh, obviously, in the AFC. So uh, those are not going to be every year crossovers. Uh, you know, Aaron was, was uh, injured uh, in, in one of those potential matchups. Um, so it just hasn't happened a whole lot. So absolutely savor this one. Um, Brady might be 43, but I, I think it's uh, still going to be an exciting matchup nonetheless. Yeah, and I mean – these are two real good football teams, too. I mean, if, if things trend the way that they're going, I know the Bucks have a couple losses, but Wags, I mean, I've watched them play actually twice this season, uh, full games, and um, very well, if, you know, in, take injuries out of it, this could be a, an NFC championship matchup, and I, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, Buccaneers are incredibly talented, as we're about to discuss, but um, led by Tom Brady. But, man, uh, if he's the headliner, Wags, um, they've got a hell of a supporting cast there in Tampa Bay, both offensively and defensively. Absolutely. The, I, I think let's dive right into it because uh, there's a lot of uh, matchups, a key matchup on both sides of the ball. And it's going to be exciting to break this down. So uh, why don't we start uh, actually with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense against this Packers offense. And I think it's got to start up front. And uh, this uh, Packers offensive line has done an excellent job of protecting Aaron Rodgers, giving him uh, time to get rid of the football, um, get time to, to get the running game going and, and really make that play action mean something. Um, so uh, 
uh, that has been a key to how successful this Packers offense has been. On the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not just on the defensive line, but mm -hmm. uh, from every position on the field, they like to get after the quarterback, don't they? Oh, man, Wags. I mean, their linebacking core, if you look across the board, I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett. I mean, that might be one of the best linebacking cores in all of the NFL right now. Those guys, that's a murderer's row of guys that can get after the ball. Uh, they can play against the run. I mean, I, I think about Devin White against the run. Levante David is just insanely athletic. Um, they're just a handful. And, and when you have that kind of athleticism coming at that linebacking core, um, they can do a little bit of everything. They can stunt. I know that, uh, Coach Bowen, their, their, uh, their, um, coach down there loves to blitz loves to bring a pass rush. So, Wags, I mean, this is truly going to be uh, um, an incredible performance. And, and really, we're talking about two giants in the NFL through four or five weeks of football. The Packers' offense have been juggernauts, but the Tampa Bay defense, Wags, no slouches at all. Uh, Tampa Bay's had some injury issues on the offensive side of the ball, and they're going to be missing Vita Vey, who um, that definitely hurts them. He he is a dominant presence there uh, in the interior piece of the defensive line. But uh, I'll tell you what, even without him, this defense is ferocious. They can beat you in an awful lot of different ways. So um, I'm really, really excited to see what the Packers can do because Wags, through four weeks, the Packers' offense has frankly been historic uh, as far as uh, the Packers' history of how prolific they have been in scoring the, uh, the, the um, scoring touchdowns here with the football, but now playing a real test in this Tampa Bay defense and, and Wags, man, this is going to be an awful lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I think you named some of the, the that linebacker group, a lot of very familiar names. They've got a young but very talented secondary group as well, uh, something that uh, both Coach LaFleur and uh, Coach Hackett both talked about in their press conferences this week was how impressive uh, that secondary group is and the defense as a whole in that you know a Todd Bowles defense is going to be very aggressive, but they also don't give up a lot of big plays. Um, and so it's, it's, that makes things really tough when, when they're uh, fundamentally sound in their aggression. Uh, that's, that to me is just a sign of a very solid defense all the way around. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see where the Packers want to try to attack and pick their spots um, and where uh, the Buccaneers are going to try to attack and pick their spots and, and what they're going to try to take away from the Packers versus what the Packers are going to try to do to exploit um, the Buccaneers on the defensive side. So let's dive into that a little bit, shall we? Because I think it's going to be a really interesting chess match uh, between these two teams and the coaching staffs as well. It's, one of those situations where the Packers have not necessarily, you know, rolled up a ton of yardage on the ground in every game so far this year, but I think they've been very productive running the ball uh, on a yards per carry basis. So it's going to start there. If you're Tampa Bay, how do you try to slow down this Packers run game and uh, perhaps uh, uh, force Aaron Rodgers to have to uh, be a little bit more aggressive throwing the football? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that what they're going to do and what they've proven that they like to do, uh, you mentioned Coach, Bo- uh, Coach Bowles. He, he's a heck of a defensive coach, and he loves bringing those safeties up in the box. He, he likes having them very, very, very active. Um, so uh, that can cause problems, I think, if they're able to get home either to the quarterback or uh, against a running back. I mean, Antoine Winfield, Jr., uh, Wags, and we're old enough to remember Antoine Winfield Sr. and how good he was. And, and his son here, Antoine Winfield Jr., is, is um, a spitting image of his father uh, in a presence on the field. He's a rookie that does not play like a rookie whatsoever. Um, so I, I think that um, what they're going to try to do, Tampa Bay, is they're a really fast defense. So that's going to be um, an interesting matchup to watch. Uh, Tyler Urban uh, looks like he is um, did not practice again, has an issue with his wrist. Um, that takes away if he's unable to go. One of the things we've really liked to do is um, he's been out there. Uh, I don't want to say he's a decoy because he's gotten some touches, but uh, he, he gives the Packers a look and, and a threat to go sideline to uh, sideline side a little bit with some of those sweeps. Um, and I'm going to be curious to see uh, if the Packers look to mimic that, have other players out there doing that type of thing. But against Tampa defense, they're so fast. So do the Packers try to match speed with speed, or do we go brute force wags? Do we just put our five offensive linemen in there, or maybe even six? Mercedes um, Lewis, another guy who's injured right now. Um, and I know Ricky Wagner came in as a sixth offensive lineman some uh, in week four. Uh, perhaps the Packers bring six offensive linemen in again this week, and we just say, hey, listen, you're a good, fast defense, but we're tougher than you, and we're going to beat you in the trenches. These are the chess matches that I'm really eager to watch because I, I don't think one play makes this game, Wags. I think it's going to be a knockdown, drag-out fight be- to, uh, between a great offense and a great defense. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that uh, I would expect Coach Bulls and Tampa Bay to try to do is uh, if they can even just limit some of the effectiveness of, of the Packers' rushing attack, now they're going to get some longer yard and distance situations. They're fine uh, letting Aaron Rodgers complete short passes. Uh, I think, again, going back to that fundamental uh, uh, defense and, and, and the speed that you keep mentioning, uh, they're, they're going to be able to cover a lot of ground, um, and get a ton of tackles from those linebackers. Um, they can cover sideline to sideline, no problem. So, um, they're actually giving up a pretty high percentage completion rate as a defense, uh, but their yards per attempt is pretty low. So what that tells me is that Tampa Bay is very much, you know, uh, they're aware of where those yardsticks are, um, and they'll let guys sit in front of them, come up close, make the tackle, um, and force the team to punt uh, if they're not able to convert on those, uh, uh, you know, third down situations. So, um, and then they're, <laughs> I said it before, they've got 17 sacks so far from the on the year, and it's not all from one guy. So it's not like you can say, okay, David Bakhtiari, just do your thing and shut shut the the main guy down. They've got sacks from eight different defensive players. Um, so they're coming from all over the place. And trust me, Aaron Rodgers, he's seen it all, uh, but uh, there's only so many guys that can uh, be up front the block. So if, if they're not able to win some of those one-on-one battles uh, and he's got to start getting rid of the football in a hurry, um, I don't care how good Aaron Rodgers is. 
uh, that could be, make his life pretty difficult. I think those are the types of, uh, of, of game plans uh, that we've seen have some sex success against uh, Aaron Rodgers in his career. Uh, I could probably count uh, on two hands the number of games that it has actually worked. Uh, but um, Tampa Bay, their defense, I'm telling you, potentially, uh, I'm not saying they do. I don't, I don't think they've shown it to an elite level yet, but potentially they have some of the personnel uh, to be able to put up that type of defensive performance. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be knocked down, drag out. Um, I'll, I'll be uh, fascinated to watch that um, slot corner position, uh, Sean Murphy bunting. Um, from the games I've watched with them, he's been maybe one of the weaker uh, opponents there. If the Packers aren't able to get the run game going or if it's limited this week, and, and heck, even if it's not, um, the Packers working the slot this week. We got a guy named Devontae Adams-Wags <laughs> who is practicing this week. Who I, uh, I mean, you know, of course, we all know one of the best receivers in football. Um, as they work Devontae back, do they move him into the slot? They try to move him around a little bit this week uh, to, to try to make some mismatches against this Tampa defense. Only time will tell, uh, but I really see the Packers trying to isolate guys like, like a bunting um, and then others in the pass game uh, especially. I, I think of uh, Shaq Barrett, uh, but also Devin White. Devin White is a thumper. Uh, and the inside, but he can be beat in the pass game. Uh, does uh, Robert Tunyon, uh, an emerging player here, pose a threat against that that linebacking core? And then Jamal Williams as well. We know what Aaron Jones can do, but Jamal Williams is having the best season of his career. Can he extend that this week? Can the Packers find more mismatches out of the backfield? I'm betting that they can. Um, I think Jamal Williams can have a very fine week against this Tampa defense. I think they're going to be keying in on Aaron Jones. But we've seen time and again, LaFleur gets creative in big moments. And I think, again, we're going to see uh, multiple times where Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are on the field at the same time uh, because they exploit those mismatches in any defense. And I think in Tampa, they can exploit some of those uh, those deficiencies potentially in um, pass coverage from some of their linebackers. Absolutely. And I think on the flip side, we're talking up Tampa Bay's defense quite a bit, uh, but uh, they haven't seen a quarterback anywhere in Aaron Rodgers' league this year. And yes, I'm including Drew Brees in that. And he may have uh, looked a little bit better the last couple of weeks, but he was nowhere close to the Drew Brees of the past in week one when they faced him. I realized that uh, on the scoreboard, it looks like the Saints took care of business, uh, but uh, you forget uh, the Buccaneers um, had a six pick six. Tom Brady had another interception beyond that. Um, so it was a big turnover discrepancy. Um, and uh, it was really more uh, just uh, the New Orleans defense that was able to swing things and, and take care of business in that week one matchup. So, uh, you know, uh, they, yeah, they, they took care of uh, Denver and the likes of Jeff Driscoll. Um, they took care of the Bears. Uh, we don't need to talk about their quarterback situation. So um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I would say the guy with the best arm that they've faced so far is, uh, is the rookie in San Diego uh, in Hibbert. And he was able to – he looked pretty darn good against this Tampa Bay defense in beating him over the top. Uh, he's got a beautiful deep ball. Um, so, you know, it, it's, he may be a rookie, but he's got a, a beautiful deep ball. Um, we know Aaron Rodgers likes to throw deep. 
so if he is able to get some time, uh, and they're not rusty coming off this bye in terms of the timing and the rhythm uh, of some of those long throws, uh, I think that's a, a real opportunity this week. Just throw deep and see if you can take the top off of this Tampa Bay defense. Because if, if they're not able to do that, at least to keep them honest, uh, they can just keep attacking, attacking, attacking. Uh, that's going to be where uh, it could be a long day for this Packers offense. Wags, I love what you're saying there, and I think it really meshes with what I saw in the in the games that I watched even last week watching Tampa. Um, while they're talented, um, this defense is also very undisciplined. There was a lot of flags on the field last week for Tampa. And um, I got to think that Aaron Rodgers going down to Tampa, the Packers are wearing their home greens, and uh, with a quiet crowd, I expect him to treat this like a home game. I expect him to try some hard counts and draw those guys off sides, get them off kilter a little bit. And as you mentioned, going deep, taking some shots against a talented but young defensive backfield, um, whether the, the Packers come down with the ball or not, you might see some yellow flags on the field if it's any indication of what I've seen in previous weeks. So um, I expect Rodgers uh, to, you know, play the underneath route, but Wags, I got to think he's taking shots too, and he's going to try to make some of these young guys prove uh, that they can they can hang with the Devontae Adams and the Aaron Rodgers of the world, and I bet more often than not on Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. On a personal note, um, we've had some, it's been a while. I, I get it's a different offensive line, it's a different regime, it's, it's different different uh, coaches, uh, et cetera. But Indomitian Sioux uh, has had some, uh, you know, uh, some, some issues uh, with the Packers in the past and vice versa. So I really wouldn't mind uh, Elton Jenkins, um, you know, I, an ascending player in this league. Uh, introducing himself to Mr. Sue and saying, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, uh, you may have uh, been get, get it, causing us some headaches in the past and being a dirty player, but I can, I can rough, play rough and physical with the basketball. <laughs> um, let's, let's do some battle this week. So uh, I'm excited to see, uh, how that pans out. Uh, you know, Sue is not at the peak of his powers anymore, but uh, he could throw, throw some, some problems our way. Uh, it reminded me, though, uh, when you talk about their undisciplined nature and some of the headaches. Uh, uh, look, if they're able to get this Tampa Bay defense a little bit frustrated um, and, uh, and and draw some of those penalties, um, maybe some hot heads <laughs> are, 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 are out on the field. Hopefully they're not you know, taking cheap shots and, and causing concern that there's going to be some injuries. But um, uh, certainly... Uh, from a uh, you know a mental standpoint, the, the Packers seem to be pretty level-headed and, and uh, uh, confident, and, and, and yes, they have some swagger, but uh, I think that they might have an edge in that department for sure. Wags, what I wouldn't give to hear Lucas Patrick and uh, and Dominican Sue mic'd up in this game because <laughs> something tells me Lucas isn't going to be afraid to give him the business a little bit. It's just kind of like a hard-nosed offensive lineman. Um, they don't do know, a lot of chop blocks, but, you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Lucas will make sure that Indomitian knows not to, not to mess, I, I think, and that's what I love about him so much. He's just a hard-nosed offensive lineman. So I, I just, it, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a hard-nosed game in the trenches down there. For sure, yeah. So 
Um, anything else um, that you want to key on? I mean, we didn't really even talk much. We said Devante. We, we know Devante is back at practice. He's been a full participant. Um, <laughs> we've talked ad nauseum uh, about what the Packers may want to do. And, you know, last year he missed a few games, came back, and the offense just didn't look right, even though you expect it to get better with Devontae back on the field. I would be very surprised if we see a similar outcome. I, I don't know if that had anything to do other than it was just long travel, uh, you know, matchups, et cetera. Uh, I would be surprised if that's an issue this week. Uh, but that being said, can you talk a little bit about what you expect to see uh, from Devontae this week and, and what the Packers' offense needs to do to maintain the rhythm and creativity uh, that they've been forced to uh, do, and perhaps a little bit more uh, with him missing, uh, while at the same time, obviously, working him back into the flow of this offense? Sure, yeah, and I and I touched a little bit on it, I believe, in our Insta Live, if I'm not mistaken. I just think that Rodgers is playing this game through a different lens this year than he was last season. Um, while, of course, Adams is still going to get a lion's share of the looks, he's going to be the number one option uh, in this offense when we're passing the ball. Um, Rodgers has shown this year that he is not afraid to look at different guys, and if those guys don't perform, he's not afraid to still come back at them. I mean, I think about MVS having some drops, and, and what does Rodgers do in key moments after drops and early in the season? He comes right back to MVS. I look at Jay Sternberger who had some drops, and then uh, had a couple nice catches a few weeks ago. I mean, Robert Tunyon had to drop legs, and, and guess what? Comes right back at him. Darius Shepard. I mean, we can go down the list of guys that are young guys that maybe, um, you know, in, in previous seasons we'd be like, well, Rodgers is just going to key in on, on Devontae and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams now. Um, that's not the case right now. Rodgers is playing with so much confidence, and he's having so much fun out there. He's really embraced this role of kind of the elder statesman of, of, of this team. Um, he's taken a, a, a real, I think, um, it's almost like another level or another tier of leadership this year. I, I'm watching him, and, and I think that it feeds, and I think that these guys um, – are playing and, and and not only because they're playing with the you know quote unquote great Aaron Rodgers, but I think it's very obvious this year they're playing and they want to play for him. They're they're trying to win. They want to win with this guy. So um, while I think last year maybe Rodgers keys in on Devonte because I mean Devonte's Devonte. This year he's going to find Devonte, uh, but uh, don't be surprised if he's spreading the ball out to MVS some as well. Um, you know, uh, there, there's just so many options I think that are going to be out there on the field. I mean, Gary Shepard, as I mentioned, is another guy. The running backs, the tight ends. Um, I, I just I don't see him keying in the way he has in previous seasons. So um, I, I'm not afraid about uh, some kind of drop off at all. And if anything, I think Devonte is really just going to add uh, that extra layer and he might be that big play threat that maybe we didn't have in previous weeks as he comes back. But I think he's going to fit right back in. Yeah, and I think Devontae, what, his strength is really the intermediate uh, uh, yeah. pass game because uh, he's – you're right, he, he can go deep. That's not typically what what they're looking for. I mean, he, he, to me, is that guy that, you know, he can just gash defenses for 15 to 20 yards uh, at a pop. And and that 
that is just putting such a stress because now you've got if you've got MVS going deep, you've got Devante that they've got to be concerned about underneath going across the middle and also kind of the you know working the sidelines. Um, and now uh, it makes it a lot harder because the Falcons, I thought, just did a terrible job covering the running backs out of the play. Yeah. The Packers just kept going to it and going to it and going to it. Uh, that's why we saw 14 receptions from this running back group last, uh, not last week, but against the Falcons two weeks ago. Uh, you, you, the guys you named at this linebacking court uh, for Tampa Bay, uh, they're more than capable of, of covering the running backs in the flat. And I, while I do still expect Aaron Jones and Bob Williams to, to get some work in in the pass game as receivers, um, I don't expect that they'll get the same level of production that they got from, against the Falcons a couple of weeks ago. That being said, what Devontae can do is that's going to make them have to play a little bit deeper in their drops uh, to be able to try to take that away to some extent. Uh, and now, you know, you can get those uh, tight ends uh, to be able to, to, you know, you can do the play action um, and having them, uh, you know, just do some waggles out into the flat. I, and that that just opens up so much. So even if Devontae doesn't come back this week and get 12 receptions for 120 yards, uh, I still expect him to make an impact uh, on this game and, and what the Tampa Bay has to do to respect uh, where he is on the field. Definitely. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. Um, is there anything else that you can think of on this side of the ball that we haven't covered? Uh, you know, not really. I, I'll be curious to see, um, you know, how aggressive uh, the Packers are uh, throwing the ball early uh, in, in uh, series and in, 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 in down distance. Uh, they're leading the league right now in first down percentage. Um, so uh, they're doing a really good job also of staying out of third downs. I think that's going to be a key uh, this week. Uh, again, Packers have given up the least amount of sacks, and Tampa Bay is among the league leaders in most sacks uh, by their defense. So <laughs> it's going to be a contrast. Uh, but uh, even as good as they've been protecting Aaron Rodgers, uh, they're going to want to try to stay on the third down as much as possible uh, to be able to have some success this week. Uh, it's unavoidable that they're going to have to convert some third downs, but uh, they, you might see them be a little bit more aggressive in passing the ball on first down than they've been in previous weeks, uh, and then use some of those. Uh, so you're going to have to mix it up and be creative in in their play calling. Uh, so I'm not saying they're going to pass, run, pass. Uh, we're, we're not we're not setting the time clock back here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I. I I would not be surprised uh, to see Aaron throw the ball on first down a little bit just to try to keep this uh, defense off balance and see if they're able to get in more second and short situations or even just move the chains out right on first down. Love it. I love it. Um, Wags on the other side of the ball. We talked about him. The uh, the legend, the the very multiple Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady, in his first season in Tampa Bay. A uh, bit of a mixed bag for Tom uh, so far in his tenure in Tampa. At times, he's looked phenomenal, but other times he's looked, well, frankly, mortal. You know, he's looked like the 43-year-old quarterback that 
moved down to Florida. Um, uh, so uh, I'm curious your take on, on Tom. Is he still a threat? Can he still kill this Packer defense? Well, certainly they're not going to take them lightly. Uh, that goes without saying. I think one of the things that you're going to want to see and um, what uh, Coach Patton was asked about in, in his press conference this week is uh, Packers have had quite a few opportunities for takeaways. They haven't gotten, uh, I think, as many as they would, what they would like to. Um, you know, some of that is the ball's on the ground and it just doesn't bounce your way. Um, some of it is you, maybe you get a break on a on a ball and and it's 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 harder than it looks sometimes uh, to get an interception uh, depending on the angles um, it, and you're back paddling now you're coming forward the the best play to make sometimes is just to try to get a finger on the ball and tip it away keep the offensive guy from catching it rather than you know going for glory on the interception that being said um, Tom Tom is not necessarily um the best in terms of uh you know uh ball security uh, I, I think he will make some mistakes throwing the ball and i don't know if some of that is just still working on getting on the same page uh with his uh, wide receivers uh some of that could be still learning some of the intricacies of this new offense um, some of it, quite frankly, could just be that the game's moving a little bit faster for Tom Brady at age 43 than it did for Tom Brady at age 32. Uh, so I think there's going to be an opportunity this week to get some turnovers, and it's going to be critical, quite frankly, that they're able to take advantage of the opportunities they have. There's one thing about Tom Brady is he might give you a couple opportunities, but if you don't take advantage of him, he's not going to give you a couple more. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's, that's a big key, uh, number one. And, and number two, um, while I've talked in the last couple of matchups that I'd like to see Coach Benton dial up and be a little, a little bit more aggressive in some of his, um, uh, in some of his blitz packages uh, in certain down and distance situations, honestly, I think the best decision he could do this week is to play straight up. Uh, and uh, and let's see if this front four can can get after Tom Brady uh, because there's nothing that you can really throw at him that he hasn't seen. So let's be honest. We're, if we're talking about anything pre-snap, you try to you know move guys around to disguise things a, a little bit. So I'm not saying not to you know do anything, but um, let's be honest. Uh, I think it's going to have to be uh, uh, for the most part the the, the guys up front. Uh, getting some pressure out on Tom Brady. He's not going to move around a lot. So if, if, if they're able to get pressure and he does get rid of the football quickly, uh, but if they're able to get some pressure and uh, make him pull the ball down, uh, now it's going to take uh, a guy like Mike Evans or uh, Chris Godwin. They like to go deep. Uh, so, um, it, it, and I'm not sure Tom is, is necessarily on the same page with those guys. So, um, if they, if they can get in his face a little bit, particularly up the middle with Kenny Clark coming back, um, that's going to be something that could be very problematic. Um, Tom is a tall quarterback. He can, he likes to just throw it right over the top of, of his offensive linemen's heads and kind of downward trajectory, those, those short, passes over the middle he, he does it better than anyone um you know in terms of, of leading his receiver 
um, on those short yardage passes. Uh, I've never seen someone uh, be able to throw the ball as accurately on those short yardage passes as Tom Brady does. Uh, so uh, it's, it's going to be incumbent uh, on those guys up front to be able to move this Tampa Bay offensive line around. Um, and, and hopefully, I mean, they could do some stunts uh, amongst that defensive line to, to get creative. Uh, but I think that's going to be the key to uh, uh, holding Tom Brady in this Tampa Bay pass game in check this week. When you mentioned Kenny Clark, a huge addition, a uh, bit of a mixed bag right now with the starting defense injury-wise. Uh, it, it sounds by all appearances that Kenny Clark will be returning. He's a full participant in practice the last two days. Uh, after that groin injury had kept him out for a fair number of weeks. Uh, but now uh, it's looking more and more likely that we're going to be without starting cornerback Kevin King, uh, who has not practiced now for the second consecutive day. Um, how big, you mentioned guys like Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin. Um, I'm of mind that Kevin King has played some of his best football uh, over the first uh, quarter of this season. Uh, we lost him to this injury uh, during the Atlanta Falcons game. I haven't really heard much of a word uh, on this injury until, you know, these last couple of days missing these practices. How big and how critical is it that Kevin King returned to the field against Tampa Bay? Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, I don't think it's looking like he's probably not going to be able to go. I mean, we'll see what happens if he's practicing tomorrow. We're recording this Thursday night. Uh, he was not a participant in practice so far at all this week. So um, it, it certainly doesn't look like it's trending in the direction of him being able to go. But you never know. Uh, if he's able to get out there and get some work in tomorrow, um, uh, perhaps uh, he'll be uh, doing well enough to suit up. It's it's a challenge. I, I mean, Kevin King, as good as Jair Alexander and Shannon Solomon have been, um, and I've got all the confidence in the world in those guys, uh, and and I, I you and I will continue to tout uh, what we uh, like in Josh Jackson. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, these, this is one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver uh, duo. And I guess I don't know if I'm going to go so far as say the best wide receiver group as a whole. But uh, when you look at Godwin and Evans, I'm not sure I can name a better twosome. Um, yeah, uh, Falcons have a pretty darn good one. The Packers yeah. did a great job against. They were pretty banged up in, in, in Julio and, and Calvin Ridley. But, um, you know, this is going to pose a whole new challenge. So um, the thing about uh, Jackson is his length it would be sorely missed. It's, mm -hmm. Evans hasn't really, uh, aside from against the Chargers, hasn't really been the traditional deep threat that he's been in seasons past. But he has been a huge problem in the red zone, and he's getting a lot of touchdowns this year. And so that's where he can use his body. He's been almost more of a red zone tight end than he has been a downfield wide receiver throughout this season. As crazy as it is to say, because that's kind of a flip uh, of what his, his career has been like. A lot of times he's been the deep threat guy and hasn't necessarily put up a ton of touchdowns. Uh, but this year... I think he's got three three one yard touchdown receptions. Um, so um, that's going to be a challenge for the Packers because he knows how to pin himself and use his body and use those long arms and and the long catch radius uh, to haul in passes uh, around the goal line. So that's going to be the biggest challenge. I think they can do uh, fine uh, out in space, 
uh, without Kevin King. Uh, that's not necessarily Kevin's strength anyway. Um, but um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, again, if they get an extra defensive back out on the field. Um, certainly one thing that hurts Tampa Bay, and, and they're just dealing with this, but um, with O.J. Howard being out for yeah. the year, that's one less weapon uh, that Tom Brady has to, you know, potentially exploit the Packers, particularly over the middle and on the second level. Um, so they can give a little bit more focus to this wide receiver group. Um, so for that reason, I, I feel a little bit more confident in, in maybe being able to slow them down. I, I, I like to talk about going into the Atlanta game. I don't expect them to shut them down entirely. Um, but I think they are certainly capable of, of limiting or slowing them down to a certain extent. That's great. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about Shan Sullivan. He was uh, out with a concussion against Atlanta, but he was a full participant in practice um, the last couple of days as well. So um, that's really good news. Another guy, uh, just Rashawn Gary, who was really emerging for the through the first three weeks and was out last week. He's limited, um, but Wags, I think it's really important that he gets back uh, and he's able to play on Sunday. You talked about rushing up the middle with Kenny Clark. I, I think this defense uh, will grow and will um, just be that much better when Gary's on the field. He might not necessarily be your big stat guy, uh, but he's just a disruptive force. He's a guy who gets a lot of pressures. And um, while it's always satisfying and great when you get the quarterback in the dirt and you get some sacks, if you're rerouting Tom Brady, um, you may be making him and forcing him to, to turn that ball over and, and maybe throw that ball a half second too early uh, and, and allow for a big play on the back end from the defensive back. So um, I think it's really important that Rashawn Gary get back here because he's complimenting Zadarius Smith so well this season. He's just leaps and bounds what he was from last season. So getting him back, his pressure up the middle, uh, getting his hand in the dirt in some of those instances. And it also, when he's able to uh, to be available, it allows for the Packers to move Zedarius around um, that much more as well. So uh, that's a guy I'm really going to be looking at this week uh, to get back out there uh, on the field and continue to build on a very promising sophomore season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, as, as as much as Tom Brady is not necessarily mobile, he's not going to run the ball. I mean, he, 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 he moves around in the pocket exceptionally well. But if you've got Rashawn Gary out there and, and we're getting pushed up the middle and we know what Zedarius can do, um, and, and we talked about it the last couple of weeks uh, with Preston Smith dropping back into coverage a little bit more. Coach Patton was asked about that in his press conference this week, uh, specifically Preston Smith. Um, he, he, of course, downplayed it and, and, you know, just just said Preston's a professional and as long as you're winning, uh, he, you know, he understands. But you know he's aware of it. I mean, so uh, I guess the long answer of what I'm trying to get at is that um, Brady is is great at moving around in the pocket, but if he's got to be concerned about guys coming from every direction, that's going to make him uncomfortable. It just is. Um, so it's one thing if there's, you know, if it's just Zedarius. I think Tom Brady's smart enough that he can not get away from Zedarius every time, but um, but he can account for that. But now if he's got Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and Kenny Clark and, mm-hmm. and Zedarius Smith, um, and they're all getting downhill, that's going to make his life 
uh, pretty miserable, I think. So uh, that's that's why I said these four, this front this front uh, defensive line and outside linebacker group getting pressure um, on their own, I think, is the biggest key to slowing down this Tampa defense or offense. I'm sorry, um, Dane. We haven't talked about uh, Tampa's run game at yeah. all. I mean, they don't have necessarily you know a, a marquee starting running back in, in Ronald Jones. Um, we know LaShawn McCoy, uh, very well known, well past his prime at this point. I don't think uh, he's someone that uh, will be a big part of their game plan, but certainly situationally he can come in and, and, and get some carries. Um, Leonard Fournette, um, someone that, you know, uh, is a little bit more of the that bruiser. I think he's the guy that it seems like Tampa Bay would like to be their bell cow, but uh, so far uh, has not you know, carved out as, as much of a role uh, for himself as, as what folks might expect. He, he was injured. It looks like he's expected to be back this week. Um, so, you know, maybe not the most talented running group, but certainly they've got uh, between those three guys more than enough to be able to pose some problems for this Packers defense. Uh, so what do you think uh, Coach Patton and his defense staff are going to be trying to do to account for this Tampa Bay rushing attack? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, and I, I've watched Ronald Jones uh, some here, and he's a hard runner. He again, he might not be the most physically gifted runner you'll ever see, but he'll get some extra yards. He he's physical in, in how he runs the ball. He'll definitely put his shoulder down as well. Um, so I think the name of the game here is: Are we going to continue to see progression? from our young inside linebackers. And I point to both Ty Summers and Chris Barnes. I thought last week they played really nice football. I thought the defense as a whole uh, was swarming to the ball for the most part. Um, so this week, again, um, uh, are we going to continue to see an emergence from both Ty and Chris? Uh, at times, they were both on the field at the same times. Uh, sometimes uh, Ty was on the field. Sometimes it was Chris. They were cycling in. They both had the green dot on their helmet at different times, uh, calling the plays. Um, so, Wags, I think that we're going to see an active uh, defensive line front. Uh, Kenny Clark is obviously a huge addition, but Tyler Lancaster, can he continue to build on an incredible start to the season for him? Um, it, can Dean Lowry, um, you know, show up and, and play the football that we hope he's capable of playing? Um, you know, it, Kiki, Kingsley Kiki has been a really nice pass rusher. He showed flashes a few weeks ago with a two-sack game against Drew Brees, but uh, he's also been active, uh, more physical, really nice hand placement against the opposing offensive line. So I like what we've been able to do uh, with our, our defensive line. They've been active, uh, but uh, Barnes and Summers, young guys up the middle, uh, are they able to continue to key in, shed blockers, uh, make sure that when offensive linemen are trying to get to the second level, they're able to brush them off and get to the running back? And I think that's the key in legs. Um, and, and I'm confident we can do that, one. Uh, but, B, if we're able to do that and we're making 43-year-old Tom Brady beat us through the air, I think that that plays into our favor. Now, again, Brady's Brady, um, but if we're not as worried about the run and we can tilt the field a little bit there, um, then I think that, um, that they're falling into our game plan because um, if he's dropping back and it's third and long, that's where we have that opportunity to start teeing off and rushing the passer and maybe forcing some turnovers. Sure, absolutely. Um, just curious, you know, this isn't typically necessarily something we talk about because it's not like the coaching staff's plan or scheme for game flow per se. 
But if this game is a shootout, do, do you feel like me that that kind of benefits the Packers, or, or would would you prefer that this is a you know a more mid level, low scoring game? Wags, I think if it's a shootout, I, I definitely think it's an Aaron Rodgers style game. Uh, I just think that the Packers are more capable of having some boom plays uh, with Rodgers and Devontae against that young Tampa Bay secondary. So um, I, I think that we've proven through the first four weeks that we can score an awful lot of points. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I think that um, I think it's going to be a close game, though. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts on this as well, but I think it's going to be a pretty, uh, uh, hotly contested match. But if, if, you know, we're starting to see, um, you know, Brady and Rogers trade punches, I think Brady can hang for a while, but I don't think that he's going to be able to come up with the, the bunch scoring that Rogers is capable of doing in his, you know, 36 year old arm. Rogers has more pop in his arm right now than I think he's ever had. Um, you know, he's talked about the mechanics. Uh, and, and noticing this, this um, issue that he had looking at tape from 2010. I mean, whatever he's doing, I mean, he looks like vintage Aaron Rodgers right now. And he's stringing – it's not one game here or there. He strung the first quarter of the season together. So um, if, if we're looking at Rodgers dropping back and throwing the ball, um, I think that he can be absolutely dangerous and deadly against this Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, and I, I guess I was just thinking in terms of, too, uh, not only that rhythm, but uh, – it's going to be in the mid '80s uh, Sunday afternoon. And Good not, point. It's not super hot, but sometimes if you get that kind of grind, uh, you know, grinded out lower scoring game, and, and Packers, the Packers offense is not only maybe not even struggling, but just not uh, as effective as it's been in the first four weeks. Um, that might be the type of, of of game that could favor the home team. Um, and and quite frankly, um, you know, don't know. I have a I love this Packers defense. I don't think they've played to the, the level that the Tampa Bay defense has so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that was more or less where I was going with my, my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should really quickly, Dane, um, or maybe not quickly, but maybe quickly, uh, let's talk about uh, special teams. Tyler Irvin yeah. uh, may not be playing this week. What what impact do you think that could have, and, and who do you expect to see uh, potentially get the nod as a return man? Great question. I I mean I, I know that Shandon Sullivan has returned kicks in the past. He's he's the second guy back there. Um, but you know who I think it's going to go to? It's 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 your guy Darius Shepard. I think Darius Shepard's going to be returning punts this week if uh, Tyler Irvin's unable to go. Uh, I could see uh, Sullivan returning kicks potentially, but Wags at this point in Sullivan's career. He's way too important to this defense. I don't really love the idea of him um, running full steam ahead and, and, and getting hit. Um, and I think Darius Shepard has something to prove. I think he's probably got a pretty bad taste in his mouth with how last season uh, ended for him on the active roster. So, Wags, this is Shepard's real opportunity, I think, if Irvin's unable to go, to um, to maybe solidify his role on the 53-man roster for the rest of the season. Sure, absolutely. And as far as kicks, it, it seems pretty apparent to me that Packers as a staff have decided that uh, unless the kick doesn't reach the end zone, they have no intention of bringing it out. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I, I don't, at this point, I don't see the, the benefits outweighing the risk. Uh, when you talk about uh, penalties, 
uh, injury potential, uh, as well as the fact that getting the ball out past the 25-yard line is, is not all that easy uh, in a kick return yeah. situation. So um, so I'm not as concerned about that as I am on the punts. And quite honestly, I'm not even really concerned about punt return yardage as much as it is ball security. Yeah, uh, catch the ball. <laughs> don't fumble. Uh, you know, so, yeah. so that, that's the main thing to me is uh, we, we had no – punt return yardage, essentially, until Tyler Irvin was signed last year. Uh, I remember there was a a point where I said, just, can you just fair catch it and and get off the field and let let, uh, Aaron have an opportunity to go out there and and do his job? Um, So in any event, it it could be something that we'll need to be paying attention to and and watching closely this week. Do you you think Darius Shepard's the guy back there, or do you think uh, they go with uh, somebody like a Sullivan, who I know has fielded punts in past in his career, and if I'm not mistaken, was doing so in practice uh, in the preseason a little bit? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, you and I both just love what we saw from Darius Shepard in preseason last year. It's it's just natural uh, ability as a return man. It's, It's hard to describe, but he just looks so comfortable uh, in his ability to get under the football um, and, and start be, start moving uh, both laterally and, and uh, uh, vertically, a uh, very quick burst. Um, so I, I like him a lot. Uh, something tells me, though, that we could actually see multiple guys. Um, so it could be both Shannon Sullivan and Darius Shepard. Um, and perhaps it just depends on the time of the game, um, the position on the field. Uh, so there could be a number of factors where perhaps Shannon Sullivan's that guy that they say, just go out there and fair catch it uh, if they trust him a little bit more. Um, whereas perhaps if there's a little bit more real estate to work with, they give a, give an opportunity to to the young guy in Darius Shepard. And I don't want to say they don't trust him, but, you know, everything's weighed. Uh, so that could be maybe how they approach it. Um, in fact, I, I just wouldn't be too surprised if, if that's what happens. I love it. I love it. Wags. Um, Mason Crosby missed an extra point last week. Anything to worry about there? No. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, that's what I wanted to hear. Um, and, and we, I guess we should mention too, JK Scott, um, he, he's living the dream right now. He's barely had to swing the leg this year. I mean, the, the, the Packers offense has been so darn good. Um, it, it's, it's great when, you know, we haven't really seen him out there all that much. Um, he hasn't really had to, um, you know, there's some days where it's like, you know, don't worry about bringing the helmet out this half, kid. The offense has got it. So um, let's let's stick to that trend because I really like uh, not seeing him have to, to get out on the field other than to, uh, you know, hold extra points. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So, um, okay, Dane, uh, let's uh, talk X factors. I got to take the jump on you uh, in our last preview, so I'll give you the honors this week. Uh, who are you looking for as a potential X factor on either the offensive or defensive side of the ball? I'm going to go with the defensive side of the ball. And um, we talked about inside linebackers, uh, young guys. Um, I, I want to continue that trend. I picked uh, Ty Summers previously. So this week I'm going to pick Chris Barnes uh, at, at inside linebacker. 
Um, if he is able to continue to play at the level he's played, um, I, I think that, you know, it's really going to make life difficult for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers run uh, offense. And really all things can then flow from there. So, Wags, I really like what both Ty and Chris have been able to do. Uh, but all things fair, they seem to be um, splitting some snaps at this point and kind of sharing the field. I expect them once again this week to both be on the field at the same time in some packages. Uh, but Chris Barnes will be my X factor of the game. I don't know if he's going to have some big jaw-dropping, you know, game-changing play. But if he plays steady sound defense the way that he has so far this season, I think it really bodes well for this Packers defense overall. And I think that it's a really key uh, position for him to be in for the Packers to win this game. Yeah, I love that pick. And I'm, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams this week on yep. the offensive side of the ball. Love it. Uh, I think he might make a couple sexy plays and some uh, quote-unquote unsexy plays. Uh, Jamal Williams as a, an, a pass blocker, criminally underrated. People don't pay attention to this. But uh, against this Tampa Bay defense, they're going to be sending guys – uh, his role uh, as a pass blocker is going to be very important, and uh, he just gets the job done, quite honestly. So pay close attention to that uh, because uh, it may not show up on the stat sheet, but I just have a feeling that Jamal Williams picking up a uh, blitzing Tampa Bay defender or two may spring a potential big play for the Packers or uh, help uh, Aaron have just enough time convert on a big third down, keep those sticks going in a key possession. So um, not only that, but as a running, uh, a run, runner this week, I, this is a very physical, uh, hard-hitting, attacking Tampa Bay defense. And uh, I, I have every bit of confidence in Aaron Jones, but I think Jamal Williams, the physicality that he can bring as a runner uh, is going to be something that we really need uh, from him this week. So uh, I think he might get a few extra carries as a running back as well um, and, and just be involved. I, I don't know if he's going to get as many opportunities to catch the ball, uh, depending on, on what looks the defense gives. But um, I think he can certainly be an X factor, and, and I think he'll get uh, into the end zone as, as a, a runner as well. So uh, for those reasons, I'm picking him as my offensive X factor this week. That's a great selection. I mean, he really is kind of a, a, an unsung engine, isn't he, of this offense in so many ways. I think that this offense just does so much when he's able to get out on the field. So I think that was just a great selection. Absolutely. So anyone else that you want to call out? Um, I didn't have anyone that I was thinking of for the defense, but um, is there anyone else that you're looking up to for an X Factor? I'm not going to say it this week. I'm going to I'm going to sit on this and I <laughs> we you know what I am. I'm 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 going to be bold. I'm going to be bold. I, I get this one, Wags. Um I'm going to be bold. My X factor for this week is a guy who hasn't gotten a lot of run yet. Um but with some of our struggles on on third and fourth and short, um may get his opportunity this week. It's going to be a hot game. Um these guys are going to be uh, maybe a little bit more gassed than they normally would be. Uh, my X factor this week is A.J. Dillon uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I'm curious. I wonder if he's able to finagle his way into just a couple more carries, just being out on the field a little bit more, especially if Tyler Irvin can't go. I mean, 
couldn't be much different body type or, or play style than AJ Dillon and, and Tyler Irvin. Um, but that, you know, looking at this big back, um, out there on a hot day, I just, something tells me he's going to get his game. Uh, so I'm going to just throw my dart here. Um, and, and I'm going to say that I think AJ Dillon coming off the bye week gets, uh, you know, a handful of carries, which would be more than we've seen in a little bit. He's a physical back, and maybe late in the game we just give him a chance to to try to uh, run out the clock or, 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 heck, bulldoze over a physical Tampa Bay defense and you put some muscle against some muscle in in this matchup, and and maybe Dylan can um, you know move the pile and, and and be physical and set the tone for this Packer offense. Yeah, yeah. So that that way, you know, uh, Joe from Sheboygan that complains about Packers when they win by. <laughs> points and call in and ask why Coach LaFleur hasn't been playing A.J. Dillon more than he has. Right. So. <laughs> I, I love the pick, nonetheless, and uh, boy, I would be thrilled to see him out there in some uh, clock-killing situation just pounding uh, the defense running the ball. So, um, Dane, prediction time. Uh, this this is a, a tough one uh, for me to predict. I, I could see this uh, going a few different directions from a score standpoint. Um I'll let you go first on predicting the score this week, though, as well. Uh, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. I'm going to say 27 to 23 Packers. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, Tampa's going to be relegated to kicking some field goals at home. Um, you know, the, the more you're kicking field goals, the less likely you're to win. You're winning in a lot of these games in the NFL. Um, I, I, I don't see the Packers breaking 30 for the first time. It's going to be hot. They're playing a talented defense, as we as we've discussed. Um, but I think that the Packers play a, a close game. Um, this is a team that, under Coach Lafleur, has proven that it knows how to win football games. They've kind of got that eye of the tiger uh, a little bit uh, on how they operate. Um, and I think that it's going to be uh, up to Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. And um, the Packers uh, are going to just make him uncomfortable. And I will also say, Wags, um, that Tom Brady is going to throw a pick six because I think that he's becoming more prone to that. And I think Jair Alexander is going to get that pick six interception. He's going to take this one back to the house. Packers 27, Buccaneers 23. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm going with my shootout prediction. I, it, you know, he's talking as much as I was talking up this Tampa Bay defense and I do think they're very good. It just doesn't seem like defenses are doing a lot to be able to slow good offenses down. Uh, when you look across the league, this isn't just a Packers phenomenon. And believe me, as good as the Packers offenses look, there are a lot of other offenses across the league that are just putting up a, a bunch of points as well. I've got the Packers uh, having to you know, play from behind uh, a little bit in the uh, – early stages of the first half, uh, but I think they come back, take the lead, Tampa Bay, it's going to be back and forth in the second half. Um, but uh, E late, Aaron Rodgers led 83-yard drive in uh, <laughs> middle of the fourth quarter, iced off uh, by a Devontae Adams uh, touchdown reception, puts the Packers up uh, by three points um, after some back and forth all game. And then the defense was able to do just enough uh, to get uh, Tom Brady off the field. They've got to punt the ball 
before the two-minute warning uh, with the Packers that had by three, and then A.J. Dillon. I'm just going to throw yeah. it out there. Comes yes. This is it. Uh, Packers run out the clock uh, without Tampa Bay having another opportunity to win. Uh, Packers win 37-34. Oh, my gosh. Wag, if it's 37-34, I'm going to need, like, a fan in the living room, I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be bothered. It's going to be a it's going to be a barn burner. Uh, I love the prediction. I and and that's the thing about this game, right? Is it could go that way. Like yep. it wouldn't be shocking if the Packers have a huge, you know, it's a blowout or like a, a excuse me, not blowout. It's a uh, it's just like a, a race to the you know who's going to score the most points. Well, you know, Dane, I wouldn't uh, ever call out your fanhood, but you've got to put yourself in the elements of this game. It's going to be 84 degrees in Tampa. <laughs> I expect the heat to be blaring, the fireplace to be roaring. Uh, you've got to get that temperature up in the house. So not only just hot from uh, a emotional standpoint, we need some physical temperature as well. We'll see what I can do if uh, if I can get it up to 84 in, in this house with these old windows. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I'll be, uh, my, my wife's going to be looking at me sideways, but I, if I can, I'll take some pictures and post it online. <laughs> uh, anyway, so very good. Well, uh, I think that just about covers everything. Dane, anything else that you want to throw in before we sign off? I just, uh, you know, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, like and rate us on uh, iTunes, Google, um, you know, wherever you get your, your podcasts. And, and, and please just keep on listening and tell your friends because we love doing this podcast. Yeah, uh, I've been stoked all week. And, uh, man, I was ready to, talk, ready to go tonight, if you guys can't tell. So hope you enjoyed uh, this preview. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go pack, go. Go pack, go.